0: High Noon. This This. is News Talk. You're very welcome to High Noon. Kieran Kodahi with you this afternoon for the next 40 minutes or so before Sean Moncrief comes on air. Now, TV presenter Kirsty Alsop was out earlier this week uh, speaking about feeding children and she said that the attitudes that parents have to their children's meals is frankly idiotic. Uh, she said that making special meals for our children is a fatal problem. As I discuss this, I am joined on the line by dietitian Eva Hearn. Aoife, you're very welcome to the programme. Um, Thank you very much. I, I should say two things, first of all, before we start. I have a one-year-old and a three-year-old at home, so yes, first yes. of all, I'm treating this really <laughs> as a private consultation, is the first thing. And the second thing is I've... I'm pretty confident you're going to at least indirectly call me idiotic uh, in the next few minutes and that's fine I'm okay with that um, Kirsty Alsop is she right?
1: Well I have to say I am passionate about one family one meal and I think if we really want our children to you know have a wide variety of foods that they like we have to we can't keep pandering to only the things that they want to eat all of the time.
0: I, I should say, sorry, before I ask anything else, 53106, anyone out there, if they want to get in touch, if they have any questions, uh, please do so. That'll cost you 30 cents. You can get me on Twitter at Kieran Cuddihy. Uh, but Eva, is that true? The, the, the one meal, like is there an age with that, uh, which that kicks in? Obviously when they're newborn or whatever, they have their well, own um, uh, dietary needs. But uh, at, what do, does, does, yeah, <laughs> at what stage does, yeah, uh, at what stage does one meal for the family apply?
1: I'm, I would say like we should introduce solids with kids from six months of age so really at that point you know we really you know I did baby led feeding approach with both of my kids and again so That's where you let them kind
0: of try feed and feed themselves, themselves.
1: Absolutely yeah yeah, yeah, so spaghetti so, on the again, head and things. Yeah, I know. It can be a bit messy. That's the downside, depending on the child. My eldest guy wasn't as bad, my youngest one now, I just ran out of the house because it's lunchtime with beans everywhere, so it's a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> but at the same time, like, I can see the benefits as they get older. And I guess, you know, the main thing at, at the younger age is that food is shaped correctly. So you don't want to give them, like, uh, circles of carrots. You know, they should be all kind of in straight fat and kind of size so they can hold it with their hands. They're not at risk of choking. But, you know, really, from that age, you want to, introduce them to lots of different tastes and varieties, a little bit spicy, you know, all of those things So they get used to those things. And I think for whoever's cooking the meal in the family, like if you are cooking two or three meals, it is really challenging to make sure everyone is getting a healthy meal and, you know, people, especially if everyone's working, like it just we don't have the time, I think, to do that either. You know,
0: well, but you know when you say from six months, like, yeah. can they eat every like when they don't have a full set of teeth? Is there nothing yeah. they can't get through? It's
1: amazing, no, not really. You know, it's, the, the, the key thing is safety, so that once um, meat and food and potatoes and carrots and all these things are shaped correctly is the main thing. The one thing obviously we don't give would be nuts and things like that or popcorn at very young ages because the risk of choking but really all foods, it's amazing like you should see an 8 month old go through corn on the cob, it's pretty <laughs> it is a sight to see
0: <laughs> But what what about parents who get say, look no, no matter what I try, uh, that they, you know, they will not eat what we're eating like all yeah. they want is cold spaghetti
1: Yeah I know and like the thing is you know, if they know that, if they nag and nag and nag and they'll eventually get what they want. My kids are really smart. So there may be nights that they go to bed without getting their dinner. And, you know, that's OK. Kids will not let themselves go hungry. Like they are biologically hardwired not to let that happen. So they'll either eat a really big breakfast the next morning and they'll remember the next time not to do that again.
0: So so you're saying like dislike of certain foods in a lot of cases is environmental as opposed
1: to, say, something genetic. Yeah. And like, I suppose we have to understand kids like, you know, salt and sugar, like they're the things they're going to want. They may want like the baked beans that have a little bit of sugar in it. And, you know, these things are sauces that have flavors that they like. So it's just trying to I suppose expose them to lots of different flavors, you know. And I would say like, you know, this you know, is not absolutely not about saying to kids you have to eat everything on your plate. Like it is and we know and like experts in this area would say it is the parents' job to provide the food at this at a certain time, at a certain venue, so in the kitchen or whatever, and it's the child's job to eat it or not. Like it's not the parents' responsibility to force the child to eat the food. They have control of that. And you know, if there are certain things kids don't like, you know, like they may not always want to eat the broccoli. Well maybe put some veg that they do like on the plate. So it's you don't want to create a situation where kids are starting to get, like, nervous or anxious around meals either. So, you know, you can kind of meet them halfway, but making you know, I don't know, beans on toast for their dinner when you're making a casserole. You know, I just think you're setting yourself up for failure. And for the child later in life too, you know.
0: Uh, and don't just lash red sauce all over it to make it edible. I
1: know, I know, I know. They love it, don't they? They do. <laughs> they yeah, my son, it. like,
0: very quickly, if there's any red sauce on the plate, abandons yeah. all the food and just starts yeah. sticking his finger into the red sauce. Yeah. And that's that it. That's, that's the meal. Um, so we hide it. <laughs> what, what about... Uh, what about... Um, mushing up the food then so say someone is listening and say oh no we always cook the dinner together and what I do is I separate off the kids and I stick it in the blender
1: well I mean if people want to you know especially at six months of age and want to do pureed foods first that is okay like it's not a bad thing to do but you do want to move through that stage very quick like kids really should be only on pureed foods for a few weeks because at six months of age, they generally are able to sit up well. They've got good strength in their head and neck and they're able to swallow like harder food. So you don't want kids to get too used to that type of texture or consistency because it can be hard to move from it then as well. And,
0: and when you mentioned earlier the baby and you said you can see the, like, the advantages it has uh, as, mm-hmm. as they grow up. Like, what are those advantages?
1: Well, we generally see that they're more open to trying new things. They don't generally turn into fussy eaters and they are really staying good to their appetite. So, you know, they're really good at self-regulating. So when they, they stop eating when they're full, because if you can imagine if someone keeps feeding you food, like it is very easy just to just keep opening your mouth, you know what I mean? And not thinking about when you're full to stop eating. And I suppose as as you know, young people grow into adolescents and adults. We really want them very close to that hunger and fullness so that when they are full, they stop eating. Because, you know, from a weight a regulation point of view, that can be a big problem later in life.
0: Uh, KP in Watford has been in touch to say hi folks we've got two boys six and three we took the same approach to food for each of them but they're very different the six year old mm-hmm. would eat God off the cross and will try anything <laughs> that you put in front of him the three year old will only really eat potatoes with veg and meat finely chopped into it he eats plenty but with no variation any tips on how to get him trying stuff for new, new stuff so, sorry should I say he's really stubborn
1: yeah, well, I, you know what I find is really good is to really include kids, you know, even bring them to the supermarket and let them pick out one new thing. I would say don't overload them with too many new things. But, you know, if there's a safe meal you likes, maybe add a different vegetable that they've picked out. And even from young enough age, they can maybe help you a little bit cooking it or watch you and if they feel involved in part of it that can definitely help um, with them eating more variety because they kind of take ownership of it.
0: Well is there anything though that you would avoid say for for children up to a certain age like like I'm thinking of uh, maybe you mentioned a casserole from when you kind of lash Mm -hmm. uh, like a half a bottle of wine into it like some people might do like (laughs) is that all right for the kids?
1: Uh, Probably better to avoid it. Although we will see that most alcohol probably um, comes out of it when you're cooking. But you know, I suppose we want to limit how much salt is also that we're using. So maybe using lower sodium like stock cubes and things like that. Maybe you can get child friendly ones,
0: can't you? Like child friendly stock cubes.
1: Yeah, which are generally lower in salt. So you know, I think you know, I suppose kids love salt as many adults also do. So we want to get them used to the flavour of food without just the flavour of salt so but again you know it's just to be smart about it you know there are going to be things that come in with more salt at different occasions but if the rule of thumb is that you've lower salt things in that is good and I think the other thing is you know right now I think a lot of parents are really concerned they don't want their children being overweight or obese and there's a big focus on not allowing them to have any treats but we really see that we want kids to have a healthy relationship with food. So we do need to also teach them how to have one little bit of chocolate or some sweets if that's what they like and not to eat and eating up five more, you know. So treat, teaching them self regulation around treats and fun foods as well is really important. Okay. And I think so a like, thing that parents struggle with.
0: Yeah, what like so like kind of telling them they can't have it what like makes them I suppose want like binge eat? Is that it? Yeah, yeah when they yeah. do get it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Or they're the kids at the party that fills up all their pockets with sweets, you know. So what you really want to do, I suppose, is take the power out of those sweet things. So if children know that they're going to get sweet things on a regular enough basis, they don't need to nag for it, it's going to happen anyway. You know, that helps to take the power out of it. And trying not to punish with or reward with food or sweet things as well is ideal. So, you know, again, a lot of experts in this area would say, there might be a once a week policy in the house that no matter what happens Friday is the day that we have a treat or, you know, even a small amount of a treat after each dinner in the evening. Again, once it's small, they know what's happening. You know, again, it's just trying to take the power out of the sweet things is the really important thing. Uh,
0: someone has got in touch, uh, Eva, wondering, I suppose, they obviously can't go back in time and they're wondering if they've missed the boat. <laughs> How do they fix a teenager who's teenager. extremely picky?
1: That is definitely difficult, I would have to say. Um, But again, I think it's maybe the same thing. Like, allow them to have ownership over it and you know what we say with younger children now again I don't have teenagers so let me put that out there <laughs> I'm not in this place yet but what we definitely say with younger children is that you know maybe the rule in the house is that vegetables have to stay on the plate so if you don't like them that's no problem but they need to stay on the plate and I think maybe kind of incorporating some similar kind of policies as kids get older is you know a good thing and even we look at these kind of idea of family rules where you try new foods even if you think you don't like them but everybody tries at least to bite, you know, those types of things. But I think with older, with teenagers, it is about meeting them halfway, maybe including them in, you know, the food that's prepared in the week as well. Maybe they're going to help cook. I don't know. It it, it is a tricky one, but I would say everything can be changed. And it is maybe chatting to them and seeing what, because most teenagers, even if they're very picky, there are still some vegetables that they like. So, you know, at least getting those in and, you know, respecting their you know, their preferences as well is important.
0: And if they're not the brightest, you could always just cut the carrots into a certain shape and say they're red chips. That's what my mother did. And you know, my two sisters believed her for years.
1: Oh and again, like, other things you can do if you have time, like stress if you have time, but you can, like, steam vegetables and puree them and add them into, like, sauces and things that you're already having in meals. But again, that oh, takes the old a grated, lot of time. the old
0: grated carrots in the lasagna. Yeah. They don't know it's there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, like, ultimately, and I mean, maybe you do that as teenagers because you're really worried and you want them to get fed, but ultimately, from a young age, you want kids. To- seeing veg and being happy to eat
0: them you know alright Eva Hearn who is a dietitian. Eva, thanks very much for that loads of people have been getting in touch uh, someone here says hi in Italy babies from 6 months eat the fully the meal fully blended as they get older they move to the meal blended to chunkier textures and by 18 months to 2 they're fully assimilated into the family meal same food as the family from day 1 obviously no chilli or heavily spiced food till older Italian par- parents cannot understand the fuss over food someone else says baby led weaning is fab my daughter is 6 now and controls her own appetite and will try anything. Lamb chops at eight months, like a cave woman. She was told in after school to show the teacher her plate to see if she had eaten enough. She was bemused and thought it was mad because she had the whole thing gone. I keep those coming in. Five three one zero six is the text number. Get me on Twitter at Kieran Cuddy. He will be back in a moment.